Oh my god, is that bubble tea? Yeah. You have a and problem. I finished, I do. You so, want, you want to try one? Yeah, I do. One? Yeah. It's better with the actual tea. I hate it! Oblivion Song Podcast. This is a podcast where friends gather and talk all things Oblivion Song, a comic book by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici. We are your hosts, TJ, Bill, and I'm Ryan. You can email us at theoblivionsongpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, those are what? At Oblivion Podcast on Twitter. Yep. And then Facebook, just search us for uh, search The Oblivion Podcast. Or the Oblivion the, song. song podcast. Podcast, yeah. And then our Gmail is the Oblivion Song Podcast at gmail.com. How convenient. Indeed, it can't. It, it indeed it, it can is. be, and it is actually. Oh, I apologize. Am I talking louder than normal? I think you're. I think you're normal. You're always at a louder right, volume I'm, than you I'm should trying be. Trying to. Yeah. Because I'm deaf, so I don't know if I'm talking too loud. <laughs> so if I am, just yell at me. Go ahead. It's all good. <clears throat> How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing good. How are you doing, Bill? Speaking of being deaf, uh, I have a double ear infection. Oh. My both of my eardrums ruptured, and I was bleeding from my ears. Yeah. For those of you who listen to the Oblivion or the well, Invincible podcast, uh, our new episode is out next week. But Bill, you're not on that because you're of your ear. Yeah, I couldn't leave the house yesterday. It was, it was these, pretty bad. Yeah, these are going live out of order. We actually in- recorded the Invincible podcast yesterday, but Bill, like, ironically, we were talking about the blood and guts and gore in Invincible, and you were bleeding out of your ears. So it was appropriate. Yeah. It was a, it was an appropriate. And Invincible excuse. has bled from his ears before. Oh, um, he's bled from everything. Yeah. Before. Yeah, he has. <laughs> <laughs> we got an iTunes review. What? We did? Yeah. A written iTunes can, review? Yeah. You can always count on our boy, Jordan Gilbert. hey Oh, sweet. Okay. Uh, his name on on uh, iTunes is Jordan Viltramite, which is very... It's, we can appreciate that. I don't get um, it. He says, the title is The Boys Are Back. Dot, dot, dot. The boys are back. <laughs> uh, he says, these are the same guys from the Invincible podcast. Really funny and chill guys. Professional as well. You guys really make me think more in-depth about stuff that happens in new issues than usual. Keep it up. With a little heart. A little heart. Can I ask you a question? When was that review posted? It was posted, I believe, the day that our last episode went live. Oh. May 11th. Cool. Why? I think I read that review. Oh, did you? Yeah, I think I read it. I love that he's a professional. Yeah, that makes me feel cool. Yeah, right? Uh, Thanks, Jordan. Aren't we the opposite of professional? So. Well, I think we're, uh, I don't know. No, we're amateurs. Amateur? With a T. T. We're so amateur. So we're here to talk about issue four of Oblivion Song. Um, Four issues already. And some things are already happening that are, are like... Shit's going down. I feel like it's going to be a very different comic. I know. Come. I'm starting to get that feeling. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that we've talked about a little bit here and there and whether or not uh, uh, this, whether or not main characters will still be in mm-hmm. this and like how much it's going to change. And uh, I can see it on the horizon. It's exciting. Mm, indeed. But before we get into that, I want to talk about some other pop culture stuff. Oh I got a question for you, Bill. I've been meaning to ask you this for a while. Okay. And I thought about it today. I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You're a fan of Spawn. What do you think about Jamie Foxx? I hate 
I hate it. Really? I hate it. I feel like I don't think it's very good. Do you know well. why I hate it? I think all I, I can think of is fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. And his terrible acting as but what he's was he? got Electro Oscars. or the Shocker? Electro. Had, I mean, he has Oscars. That but, doesn't matter. But I agree that he was terrible as Electro. All terrible. I can, ironically enough, I don't know if you can on do Amazon Prime uh Spawn the season 1, 2 and 3, the HBO show. Oh yeah. Is actually on Amazon Prime. I started watching it again. And the voice of Spawn is, oh man, what's his name? He's that typical black guy that always does a lot of voiceover work. Not the, not the insurance Terry guy. Cruz. Not Terry Crews. <laughs> oh my gosh. He does can't... everything. Samuel L. Jackson. No, not him either. <laughs> no. oh, my Morgan Freeman. No. I don't know. Anyways. He plays. He plays the voice of the president in Rick and Morty. I don't do that. I don't know. No? And that's all I can think of is him yeah. being Spawn. Hmm. But I honestly think the last guy who played Spawn is a better Al Simmons than Jamie Foxx. Mm, but mm-hmm. That was a good movie. It was not a good movie, but it was like a guilty pleasure. If you were a kid yeah, and you played with the Spawn action figures, even if you didn't read the comic books. I loved books, that movie, and the clown scared me. And I didn't. We were just talking about this the on Violator. Board. I did not get scared easily as a child. Hmm. And that I remember having a, a nightmare about it, and it stuck with me to this day. <laughs> yeah, about that clown. I actually, I actually have no connection to Spawn. Never seen the movie. Never seen the animated. Never read the comics. Never anything at all. You you've never even seen the old animated no. movie. That's no nothing. And so did I say I hear, old animated movie? Yeah, I knew I'm at nineties. Sorry. I uh, so when I hear Jamie Fox, I don't. I mean. At least it's somebody that knows how to act. And in terms of like, oh, he played Electro. Yeah, but a lot of that could be the director. A lot mm-hmm. of it could be the writing. True. It's the role he was put in. We know he's a accomplished actor. So Do we know who's the directing odds it? are more in his favor than Todd against McFarlane. him. Mm. Well, he's, he's directing. He's directing it. Directing? He, the only way that he wanted to get it done is if he had the writing and directing. Then I'm more confident. On his, like as a director. Yeah. Not yes. just helping the director, really. No, Todd McFarlane was a part of choosing... Yeah, uh, Jamie, Jamie yeah, Foxx. It was know, his choice. Choose, choose I know me? he's like he, oh yeah. Simpsons. Yeah, he's a big part of the movie. Yeah, so that's he's directing I, it and I, he wrote it, and I think feel, he he obviously is producing it as well. Uh, that makes me feel more confident. I guess so. Okay, what else you got? Uh, Andrew Lincoln uh, leaving is, the Walking is Dead. Leaving the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. They said after about six episodes or so, he'll probably leave in the mid-season finale. Right? That's crazy. Do we think? I feel like they have to kill him. It's it's the it's that opportunity for Kirkman to get like not Kirkman but like for them to put their own stamp on his death. <clears throat> I don't think that it will be the same as the death in the comics whenever he does die. Um, Thank you for that. What? I thought you spoiled something because I'm still not caught up on the comics. Oh, I'm way he's further way behind further than you, than you okay. are. But Kirk but Kirkman said that uh, he's been saying forever that Rick will not make it out alive. Mm-hmm. So he's got something planned for him in the comic. I think that it's a long time coming because the show just needs to be completely different from the comic. And it's going to be because yeah. it's going it's to... It's too big It's too big for them to do this, but I wish they would just see this as a sign and be like, you know what, let's make it one final season then and go out swinging and make it awesome. And just go out with a bang instead of it like whittling away, which is what I'm worried it's going to do, even though I haven't caught up on it. I'm worried it's going to be like, all right, well, they kind of write him off in maybe a typical way because either he dies or he doesn't. And, you know we're going to be able to see it a mile away. I mean, they can have him just go off to, like, the hilltop or, like, a, a lesser-used mm-hmm. colony. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, I'll go here, and then it just focuses on... I don't know. He might not die, hmm. but that's weird. It is weird. I almost see them being like, 
oh, he's just going to go away for a while in hopes that maybe one day he'll come back. He'll come back for like Isn't it weird, episode? though, that they would announce that, Like a though? Smallville thing? Yeah. It seems, like, it seems like that's the kind of thing that you would want to not announce. Yeah. Unless and it if was you're out killing of the character, then you know... Maybe it was... But at the was same Andrew time... Lincoln that said, I'm, I don't want to come back. Yeah. You know? I'll be honest, though, that I don't think any of us are caught up on the show, right? Mm-mm. So, but them telling... Them releasing that that he's leaving kind of makes me want to catch up to but, see but it. But that's but that's what I'm saying. If they said this was the final season, I would absolutely catch up and and watch it. If like right now they he's just gonna disappear or die and it's gonna be the same thing. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. And it's just not motivating me to catch up. I'm interested, but with what happened to another major character last season, I won't say just in case people aren't caught up. I guess I don't think that if that wasn't enough for me to catch up, then this isn't either. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Do, the, did I see what you're talking about? You know that there's another major character. Yeah, you, you know. Oh, yeah, duh. Okay. I, what I else? What do we got? Sam. So, yeah. uh, Ryan. Me. Give me your the your most anticipated video game that was announced or talked about at E3. Oh, that's way too hard. Number one. I'm going to give you two. You're going to... I know one you're going to give me. I'm going to give you two. One is, one is kind of a side thing. I have to say Spider-Man. As okay. like an anticipated thing, just because that's unexpected. Yeah, just because I can't stop thinking about it when I. <laughs> yeah, just like I want to play it. It's like yeah. that feeling of Arkham, uh, the Arkham games that we love so much. Yeah, uh, I loved the everything that I've been reading about uh, Logan Moore. He was yeah. uh, on the Invincible podcast talking about video games. He works uh, for Dual Shockers. Mm. He oh, actually, yeah? Uh, cool. yeah, he actually wrote up. He's at E3 right now. He wrote up a really good preview of uh, Spider-Man and talked about like he's a huge Spider-Man fan. He loves the Spider-Man games. He was worried about the swing, the web slinging, because he was worried it was just gonna be the same old thing. And Bill, we talked about this how mm-hmm. it's like oh, it's more swinging. He said that it's so good. He said that like Spider-Man has weight. He says like when he swings, it almost feels like there's a tension. Like you could feel the tension when he when he actually is swinging. It doesn't just feel like via animation or control. Probably both. Both, yeah. But uh, Probably the way I he know, moves, we, I would imagine. Yeah, and everybody's saying that they just nailed it. It feels so satisfying. People are saying that that uh, the status, the, the the web slinging in Spider-Man is as satisfying as the uh, the axe in God of War. Like it just feels uh. right. And so I'm really excited about that. Everything that I've seen, and then I can't not say Kingdom Hearts three. Just that's because the it's one I been, knew you were gonna say. 15 years. <laughs> no, actually 13. I think it was 13. Yeah, 13 years since uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. And so I'm excited to play that too. Mm-hmm. Bill, number one. My number one? Yep. <clears throat> um, okay. So Last of Us is not on my list of like most anticipated out of E3. Just because... It's not on your list? It's not like... The, the two the two games that I walked away from E3 like, holy shit, I can't fucking wait. Resident Evil 2 Remake. That looks great. I cannot fucking wait. Like, I, saw, I saw the like comparison screens to what it looked like to what it currently looks like. Mm-hmm. And there was the uh, security guard in the, in the police station or something like that. And it's like, how is this even... Like, it's completely redone. It's a new game. The black like, cop amazing. you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Before he's just kind of like sitting there and now he's like a real character. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's weird. Oh. Yeah. Um, the only thing about that is that I loved the the Resident Evil 1 remake on GameCube because it was like a graphic overhaul. It had a whole bunch of new places and stuff, but it still had the tank controls, mm-hmm. like the fixed camera, which yeah. I loved. And this is over the shoulder, so it's going to be I very... There's no tank controls in this. No. It, it's going to be very much like Resident Evil 4, yeah. which I liked, but I just really hope that it's still Resident Evil 2. But still that, 
Plus, and I know they didn't show really, <coughs> excuse me, anything, but Cyberpunk mm. 2077. Have you... The same developers as Witcher 3. Like, it's a first-person shooter yep. RPG, so it's going to be like Skyrim or yeah. Fallout. The um, press got to see behind-the-scenes gameplay and everything. 45 have minutes. You, have you read up I read on all it? of it. Oh, my God, I read dude. all of it. Some of the stuff is crazy. Dude, I can't fucking wait. Yeah. That game They're is going to be... They're saying it's most likely next-gen, though, based on what they saw. Probably. It's... Uh... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like next gen is very, very far off. You think I, that this is going to be like a, like a Kingdom Hearts? Or they're might, like a holding three, off for five, I'm saying five it might years. Be three years away, and it launches <coughs> as it, it's like a uh, launch launch game. If they Maybe. wanted, if they want to make this game as dense as Witcher, mm-hmm. uh, probably bigger. I'm sure. And the quests is as huge, but graphically, like on another level, mm-hmm. they it would have to be next gen. I can't see it being on. PS4. TJ, what about you? Mine was, hands down, easily Devil May Cry. However, we're big PlayStation people, and it was a um, a console exclusive to Xbox, so whenever it does sure. come out... Yeah, it might come out on Xbox first. I mean, that's still... Those, the exclusive... It's a title. Just, just yeah. like Tomb Raider was. Devil May Cry always is always <coughs> exclusive to one of the two, and then gets released like a year later to the other one. We'll so, see. I'll have to wait. The other one, obviously, I mean... Definitely shout outs to Spider Man and fucking Last of Us too. Dude, that Last of Us trailer was I not. was so uncomfortable. Like I it I looked could, it so was good so, too. Like the so visuals. Good. Awesome. So next I have Show and Tell. Alright. Do you guys have anything? I didn't, I didn't bring anything this time. I brought some bubble tea to drink, but you uh, did. it grossed the hell out of Bill. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I almost vomited. Yeah. It one of one of the bubbles yeah, that, that, that are about the size of like um think of about Half the size of a marble, I would say. Yeah. They're yeah. big bubbles. Not what you'd expect. It's not a new thing. It's been around for it a while. It popped in my mouth, and I almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do, what do you got, TJ? I have, a, I have a tell, and it's something that I can show at a later time. Okay. On a, we'll do it on a, a later episode. So, we are also, obviously, as we talk about all the time, we are also the Invincible Podcast. Uh, Ryan Otley is the artist. He just recently um, started taking commissions online. Uh, I purchased one, and I asked him to draw Nathan Cole. Cool. Cool. That's really cool. That's a great idea. Ali started at, is doing commissions? He just started on, because there's a a site that sells his original art, um, felixcomicart.com. And he just po- sent out emails because we're a part of his like uh, newsletter, list. yeah. yeah. Uh, and he started taking commissions online, which he never does. So that's what I'm saying. He never he never did that during Invincible. Literally, they announced it. They sent out. They were like, keep an eye out for an email, and then you get the email, and then you only have so much time because they fill and he's up. Only doing you have so to email many. them and everything. Like it's only like right, hey, exactly. I'm only gonna do ten or whatever it was gonna be. I know uh, our friend Devin got got one too. A commission. Uh, yeah, I don't know oh, what nice. he I don't know what he he went with, but we were talking and he might Bill, he might have gone with Snake. Oh, Snake? that would yeah. be cool. Really? Yeah. Remember he's a huge uh Metal Gear fan. Oh, yeah. Metal Gear fan? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that would be cool. I'd like to see uh Otley do that. I'm looking forward to seeing him do Nathan Cole though. I don't know yeah, what if he's really going to do cool like idea. just him as a person or him like with the mask on or like Did he did the hood. Did, so you just emailed him and he I said, just said okay. Nathan Cole I want him. And he confirmed it or no, like what? No, it, it all goes through. Yeah, it all goes through the Stinks. It's yeah. really no different, though. I mean, yeah, but we're like all best friends, you know what I mean? So I figured you'd be able to call him and be like, "Hey, man." Yeah. 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 Yep. So that's my tell, and we'll show it uh, when I get it. Yeah. Um, but it's probably going to be after. It's probably going to be like been, two posted, episodes from now. He posted months. a uh, Fing Fang Foom 
the other day. I don't think it's going to be too long. You know, he's probably going to be working on them all throughout mm-hmm. the month. Yeah, two, two months max, like he said. But. Yeah, I think he's 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 posting them as he go, as he's drawing them. Yeah, that's really so. exciting. I want to see what he does. His version is. Yeah. Um. So let's get into the news. News. The Oblivion song news. What what kind of news we got? Uh, issue three went into reprinting. I saw that, and it was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. I have a quote from uh, Kirkman that I'll read. Let me find it. Why is it a big deal? Why is reprinting a big deal? Does that mean that they ran out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah so, so many. Like it's 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 a good thing. Wow. Well, this is why. I'll. Uh, why it's kind of a bigger deal. It, it was unexpected, I should say. Uh, Kirkman says we massively overprinted issues one and two of this series and thought for sure it would have found its level by issue three. We were wrong. Everything about the launch of this series has been astounding thus far, and it just keeps surprising us. We plan on keeping the early issues in print for as long as we can so new readers can dive in as the world spreads on this amazing series. As the word spreads on this amazing series. With stunning art by Lorenzo De Felici and Annalisa Leone. So yeah, very cool. it was unexpected. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, we knew that they were printing a massive amount mm-hmm. of issue one. I didn't realize they were doing that for issue two as well, but that's pretty neat. It's, it's good to know that like the comic is doing well. It's selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is something on your news thing, but I saw something on Twitter. Wasn't there something like a video released or a trailer for the new issue released or something like that? I remember Skybound had posted about it, or and even Kirkman had re- uh, retweeted Skybound saying, oh, a new trailer for the Oblivion song. It's the, and, it's the same thing they did for issue three. Like the digital cover. Is that, that yeah, the that's, same thing they did. that's the only thing I saw. Because it was a was, video file, and I clicked on it, and it was broken. Like, there was no file there. The only thing that, I've, that I saw was, um, like, the next on in mm-hmm. issue three mm-hmm. for issue four was, like, m- had movement to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the only thing I really saw unless gonna, I missed something. I'm going to double check and look at it while you guys keep talking. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'll go on to the next uh, news item. Uh, I can't remember if we talked about it last last issue or not. I think we forgot to talk about it. But in the letters column of the last issue and in the letters column of this issue, issue it was brought up again, um, that they're kind of doing a contest. Skybound is doing a contest for people to name the letters column. At the end of every issue, there's a letters column, and they want us to name it, uh, fans to name it. The last, or uh, in Invincible, it was uh, Penvinci Pals, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people were suggesting things in the last issue, and he basically in this issue in the letters column, he, Kirkman was like, "Come on, guys, we can do better than this." He kept saying it over and over, like, "You guys can do better. I want something, um, you know, more solid, more, you know." Yeah, because he said everyone was kind of going with um, music theme, like uh, chorus notes, things like that. Mm. So he wants something. He's he's pushing his fans. And he said that the winner, the person that they choose, will get a whole bunch of Skybound goodies. And also mm. mentioned the possibility of sending them a statue. Well, what ideas do we have right now? Go. I, actually I, I suggest, have thought. I, I suggested two of them. Obviously, they weren't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you suggest? Uh, the one was the one that we joked, that we said a bunch of times, and I'm sure he got a ton of, Oblivion Sing Along. Oh, okay. Oblivion Song Sing Along? Yeah. Well, yeah. It was, I think it just went with the, I don't know, either way. Yeah. And the other That's one. That's a good one, though. I like that the one. The other one is very obscure. Okay. And it's uh, it was Shouting from the Mast, because the Oblivion Song is a reference to, or at least what they've talked about, is the Siren Song in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And in that... Um, what was his name? Uh, I forgot who it was, but he was the he was on the ship in the uh, Odyssey, 
and they tied him to the mast so he can hear the oblivion, so he can hear the siren song. Because anyone who hears the siren song basically dies. They get called. Right, in. you called, yeah. And uh, so he wanted to actually hear what it sounded like as they passed by. And it was just a cool thing because it's like it's hearing the song and surviving. And that kind of had something to do with hmm. the comic. But it's really, really in-depth. So I don't know if it was it's a little out there. TJ, but. go off the top of your head. Go. I can't. I've thought and I couldn't think yeah, of anything. Yeah, I can't think of anything, Woody. Normally I feel like I'm good at that stuff, but yeah, I know. not this It's just time. so I hard, Oblivion it. song. Like you want to be tough. funny and witty, but it's not yeah. really the tone of the comic. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a good one. Hopefully they pick a good one. Um, so yeah, next topic, real quick before we get it, before Holy we dive cow, in. We got a lot before this issue. Well, it's a monthly podcast. I mean, I feel like yeah, you know, it happens. Speaking of it being being monthly, and another reason why I want to talk about this is after this episode, there's only one more episode that we're going to be doing before San Diego Comic Con. So Kirkman said in the letters column of this issue, he says there's some very cool things going on behind the scenes that we're hoping to be able to talk about very soon. So stay tuned for that. I don't know if that what that means. It could mean something big. It could mean something like... Specifically oh, like, to Oblivion Song or... Yeah, he to, was talking okay. about Oblivion Song. So some cool things going on behind the scenes that we're hoping to be able to talk about very soon. What do we think that that could mean? Now, we're going to have one more podcast before... We're, yeah, so our so this one will be... This one that you're listening to now uh, went live uh, on June 15th. So, oh, yeah, so it's going to be right before. Right. So our next one will go live on, the next issue comes out July 11th. So it'll come out on July 13th. That's my birthday. Hey. Oh, wait. My birthday's on Friday the 13th this year. Oh, cool. no. Oh, weird. Uh, and then San Diego Comic-Con is the 19th. <clears throat> so, yeah, we'll have one more. But, yeah, I want to talk about it and maybe start the conversation. Any predictions? I feel like with Kirkman... Like, he just, he gets TV shows. That's what he does. He just gets TV shows. So, I would love to see this as a TV show. Thoughts? I can see them talking about it, saying that, like, and they even said things to talk about. We are not going mm-hmm. to see anything about a TV show, but right, what I can right, right. see is them saying, hey, so we teamed up with Netflix, and we're doing, you know, a six-episode run of The Oblivion Song. Uh, I think it'd be cool if it was animated, but of course we always want that. I think that just suits so well with um, uh, comics, but live action works really well with this. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I can see that. I mean, I don't think, I think it's too early to talk spinoff series. I think it's, Mm, I mean, definitely. I mean, maybe an action figure. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think the the first thing that you always think of is like a TV show or yeah. some other media, but I it's way too early. It. Yeah, it's I way too early. I can't really see this working as a board game yet. I don't think we know enough about it or anything like that. I can right. see it working as a novelization. Maybe this in would the make. World. I mean, again, I agree with you. It's not ready for a board game. But thinking about know. the possibility, I mean, they of this, can announce well, that they're coming I mean, out with a board game, and then it doesn't come out for another six months. I think. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. the world of Oblivion and just like the, you know, regular Earth versus inside Oblivion, would make a fucking awesome board game i think it would be very cool yeah but there's not enough people we're not connected we don't know enough yet yeah there's 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 got to be more to it right so so let's dive in shall we issue four join me we're like 20 minutes into this podcast we we, it's all right that's not bad actually i thought we were gonna be further in yeah so issue four the cover the cover is my favorite cover out of the four so far. And you see uh, Lorenzo's tweet about it actually being bigger than this? Yeah, because uh, the 
he said that the logo hadn't been made yet when he mm-hmm. when he you know drew this so he made it much bigger but obviously you, I'm guessing you probably couldn't see the the people walking the bridge yeah it was that was higher up I think right I uh, I can't look at the oblivion song logo anymore without seeing the arrows yeah pointing at the in-between yeah the Venn diagram there <laughs> uh, I am gonna say it now because I'm gonna want to say it several times throughout this uh, discussion this is the first time I read the comic in physical first normally I'll read it digitally the day it comes out and then pick up my physical copy later on in the day or the week um and oh my god this is such a beautiful comic book let me see basically like the the covers mike uh, barrett was talking about we talked about it last episode or maybe the one before it's just so well made from the cover the way the layout is the inside the the whole graphic design of this comic and the and the colors and elisa leone's killing it on these colors like so good in, in print i'm telling you in print it's something special it's so good uh i think i have to read them all in print from now on first because it's just and then use the digital reference it's it just everything jumps off the page seeing the layout the way it's all done it's just so well done i love it oh wow that last page especially right like it's yeah it just pops everything pops so much more yeah that's all so i'll say that now just to get it out of the way i agree so Previously on. Who's doing the previously on? <coughs> I haven't done it yet. Go ahead, TJ. I'm going to do it. Okay, do it. Here we go. Ready? <clears throat> Ready. Okay. Previously on Oblivion Song. After a harrowing escape from a man with a gun, Nathan learns something new about the people stuck in Oblivion. They might not want to come home at all. What Nathan still doesn't know is that the people of Oblivion are waiting for him and planning for his next arrival. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. All right. I love this issue. I love (laughs) This is such a good issue. Yeah. So we get, so it it, it starts how the last one left off Mm -hmm. with, what's the guy's name? Did they say his name? Yeah. They do say his name. We actually do find out his name in this one. And it is. Oh, no. Keith? Keith. Keith. Oh, what a terrible Mm -hmm. name. I always think whenever I think of Keith, I think of Family Guy where they were were trying to get into a vault and the, the vault said. What is it said something like, What is the worst name known to man? Oh, yeah. And he's like, Keith. And the door opens. <laughs> I, I, I will say he doesn't he didn't look he doesn't really look like a like a Keith. No, to he me. doesn't. No, he looks uh, like I'm a sure twenty issues from now or whatever, it's gonna be second nature to us and it will it'll be fine. But right off the bat, it was like, Keith, is she talking about him? When she said like, Oh, Keith's leading the way. I'm like, yeah. Okay, so that's one of her men, right? Uh, but no, no, that's Keith. So we see that this girl uh, Maria. 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 Is Maria. Maria. What does she remind you of? The West Side uh, Story? Wow, you guys dropped the ball there. I'm surprised, TJ. I th- I oh, th- I thought you were actually being no, 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 honest. No, no, no. I was, I was going actually, on with the song. I'm like thinking of people with one leg. <laughs> so one leg, she's got one of those really cool, like, knife-looking ones from, mm-hmm. from it, Kingsman. Yeah, from Kingsman. That's what I was getting at. Yep. And she, like... In order to stop, as she jumps in the air, in order to stop, she, like, shoves the knife into the ground. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's yeah, it was pretty cool. cool. So what we learn about here is is Keith says that he has something for Ed, right, which is in the last comic. And she's like, uh, just give it to me now or I'll kill you. Yeah, it's the dart. Yeah, so she, so she well, like... Well, no, he says he... 
he talks about how he's seen the man in the re- in, in the hood, mm-hmm. and she says, "You've seen the man. You've seen the hooded man. How recently? Where?" And he goes, "Take me to Ed, and I'll tell you." And she goes, "Or I can just kill you. Yeah, put you out of your misery, which is what I should do anyways. That's mm-hmm. the moral thing because you killed your daughter, your, your daughter, wife and, and your daughter. daughter. Wife. Yeah, yeah. So that we we find out why. Like, didn't she call him a monster last? She called him a killer. a killer. Killer. Yeah, yeah. he was the killer. We we called him the killer. So he's banished what from meant. whatever society that they have because. They think he killed his wife and daughter. Right. And he's saying he's pleading, you know, innocent because of the faceless men. Yeah. She's, he, he looked down when she said that to him about his wife and daughter. And he said, it wasn't me. It was the faceless men, mm-hmm. which is the introduction to what I think is, I mean, what we can all agree is going to be some major plot point. Yeah. I mean, can we assume that's what he meant when he asked Nathan uh, if he was human? Oh yeah, mm. that's oh yeah. That could that's definitely the first thing explain I thought was, his. Was like he was he was expecting it to be one of the faceless right. men that popped out of out of nowhere. This sounds scary. Yeah, like that I don't want to know what the faceless men are because they sound terrifying. Mm-hmm. That would explain why. Because we asked this um, in the last issue too, where we, they were like, I think Bill, you asked it. Where uh, how did he not see that he's human? Obviously, he ran up to him. The right. faceless men are probably take the form of you know they're human, but they're what if they're Corrupted. what if they are like Game of Thrones where they can you know shape change into rocks? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> no. But uh yeah. So I another thing with that too is when Maria is saying that to him about his wife and child, that tells me these people are I believe they're good people. Mm-hmm. They're not villains. I don't think that they're going to be enemies of Nathan's. Obviously like we get some more of that in this story, but I think that yeah, these... Yeah, they're kind of presented as villains. Right. We have no reason to think that yet, though, right? Right, we don't. I don't think they are. I don't, so, I don't, they're against killing, obviously. Yeah, I don't think they are at all. Yeah. So, uh, Keith is going to lead them to where he saw... The hooded man. Nathan, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, before, like, on their way, the, you know, you know monsters, or whatever we call them, creatures... Uh, which are very ape-like. These are really cool-looking ones. I like these ones. These things look nasty. They look like, kind of like naked, Old obese white guys. people. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, they do. Yeah. They feel like, like, old naked men. Yeah. I really like this because it shows them living, like they figured it out. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're living in this jungle part, and they've just figured out how to. Yeah, they walk along the top sections because yeah. they know these things are beneath, but they have to stay quiet when they come by. Right. And they pass. And But we don't know what they know about what they know about Nathan if he has a way out. Are they choosing to live in oblivion, or do they just not know that there's a better option? We don't know yet. Yeah, that's something interesting that we don't know a whole lot about is what they know about the hooded man. Right. They just have seen him come and go, and they don't know anything else. But Ed clearly knows that he comes and goes. Because in the very the end of the very first issue, there were two people and then Ed mm-hmm. that were standing on the roof, and Ed didn't know him. He was mm-hmm. talking like he didn't recognize him. Well, we get a very big reveal at the end of this issue. Right. Yeah. But I have, I mean, there's there's different possibilities there. Yeah. I think there's one possibility. We'll see. I think, okay, so then... So we're then not going to get n- to there yet. Now we go back to Earth. And... Well, well first, uh, Keith, Keith ditched him. <coughs> during, during that... Uh, that you know the hustle and bustle yeah, they of were those getting, creatures. They Keith, were getting Keith they were getting away. attacked by the by the monsters, and Keith escaped. Yeah. 
So it's so they're talking about the ten year anniversary of the, uh, the transference and how or, or, or he's watching TV and it's talking about how they're going to interview survivors. Um, Nate leaves his house and he goes to a storage unit. Can I point out the fact that he's drinking out of a cup with the periodic table of elements? Yeah, on it, I love that. And there's three new elements on it. There's Whoa, th- yeah, really? There's new elements on the periodic table of elements on his coffee cup. UUN. Uh, UUN. UUU and UUB. Yeah, and UUB. How the fuck did you Ryan, see that? you read this seconds before we started recording. How the fuck did you see that? Because it looked out of place. <laughs> I, I, it, it didn't look like the normal period. It does I look, don't know. It does look out of place. <laughs> like, now that I'm actually zooming in and looking at it, but... But I just was like, oh, okay, he's drinking coffee. It's like one panel. It's not even anything. I don't know. It just looked out of place. But yeah. Which I'm assuming are elements that are native to Oblivion. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Ryan, you're so stupid. I hate you. God. Isn't he? Don't you hate like how he just knows things? Like Like, stupid things like that. stupid. It reminds me of Ace Ventura. Who's that? (laughs) That. Right there. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. I love one thing I like about this too is that there are several pages with no dialogue. I, I just yes, I like I feel when like that this happens. issue has the least amount of dialogue of all the issues. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I love dialogue. I love story, but at the same time, it's nice to. I just like visuals. Yeah. Let Lorenzo do his thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Okay. So Nate's being followed by a guy in a P hat. And Ryan, did you notice that the P? Is it the Padres? Is. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so this guy's following him from the beginning, from when he leaves his hotel, or when he leaves his apartment, um, to the storage unit that he's at, and he's, like, in his car, kind of scoping him out. I know what is happening here. I already have predictions. Yeah, yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. What's happening here? Face to face with greatness, and it's strange. Don't uh, even know who you are. I don't know the words. Well, okay, so then we don't get to talk about what I'm thinking of next because the next page is a freak out of what's his so name? you don't want to tell us who you think this is yet? Huh? You want to save your prediction? I don't have a prediction of who he is, like, specifically. I have a prediction of what Nate is doing. Okay, but we but we see more of that later, so you're going to reveal your, your prediction three, at a three, later time. In three pages, yes. Stay tuned. Bill is going to reveal his prediction in two pages. So we get back to Duncan's apartment. And he's there and wakes up in the middle of the night and he's screaming. And he's like, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And uh, his girlfriend, help me out. Help me out. Bridget. Oh, Bridget. Bridget. Yep. Um, says, Duncan, stop. You're, you're dreaming. And he's still freaking out. He breaks a lamp. And she gets on the ground. And she's like, get away from me. Stay back. And then he comes to and he's like, I'm, I'm Bridget. I'm so sorry. And she's like, he's like. I didn't know, you know I was sleeping, and she's like, I know, I know, and then they just hug on the floor. There's something really great about that panel of them sitting on the floor together mm-hmm. and him hugging her and the, the and the bed. The layout of it. And the layout of it. Like, it's very cinematic where, like, you can see the camera and just the mm-hmm. the lighting of the, the light coming through the shades on the bed. Yeah. There's just something very, I don't know, it just seems so different, you know? And very cinematic. I loved it. It's emotional. Yeah, it is. It is. Without doing anything. That's. I love that, like, in very small, a very small box in the bottom right-hand corner, it just shows her face again. Mm-hmm. I like her just face. Just to say that she's, like, she's feeling it. <clears throat> yeah. She's having, a dip, a, like, a difficult time with it. Like, I, but did you get a, a I give up feeling from her? Because I didn't. I 
did. I like not yet. She's not giving up yet. No, but retroactively reading this, I can see like this was like this. What, what is this? The third time this week that this has happened. Like right. it, it, like rereading it, you can see like this is this is getting a bit much. Like, I feel like is, they're definitely going to break up. They're going to be broken up for a very long time. But I think eventually later on in the series they'll get back together. But I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really up. get the feeling that she like that last panel that you're talking about that little square of her face. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm talking more about the I know, I know. I love that like her her face in that one, which looks <laughs> awesome um, in the in you know the panel right before the, mm-hmm. the overhead shot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so snap so, back to right, the storage go, unit. Snap so what's going back on, right? To reality. So. Nathan is working on something in the storage unit. It's a machine. He's getting frustrated with it. He wants to hit it with a wrench, but he stops himself, and then he leaves. So what is this machine that he's working on? What do you think it is? <coughs> you seem very he's, pleased with yourself, I, Bill. The first thing I, I think of is just what caused it, and maybe to cause it again, or yeah. to, yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Maybe what this is the, this is, he's either rebuilding or building another uh, which uh, that would imply that he that the world knew of a machine that was built the first no, time. No, the world does not know, but only he because does? they have no you, idea what caused the transference. Do you think that he caused the yes. first transference? Uh, that's I predicted that in like issue fucking one uh, of why a, he feels obligated to go back and save people because he he did it. Here's a question: If the device causes the transference, would you think that the device would be transferred when it happened? Like, would it be at the epicenter of what happened? Precisely. And so, so why is he? So he's trying to build another one. Does that mean when it happened, he was one of the ones? Like, do we think that Nathan was one of the first, like, to come back? No, because think about it. That would he have gone? Like, would he he have disappeared? We don't know. What if Ed was working on it? What if Ed's the one who was working on the machine and then it did it? But they were. Yeah, maybe he was out of town and Ed was the one who did it. Right, or he was right outside the barrier. Working on it together, maybe, and Mm -hmm. that's why he wants to get him back because he wants to. Maybe he wants to get him back so he can do it again. How do they get into the into oblivion? They're the criminals. Like the people in that are living inside of oblivion don't know that there's a way out. I mean, how for do they all they get know, in they there? they they think that they're just transferred. I mean, they don't know anything. I assume that it was something like that. It's definitely something weird is going on here for sure. But I don't know if that's particularly it. Uh, it could be. But my question to you, Bill, is why do you think he would want it to happen again? Especially with everything that he's doing, trying to bring people out of it, why would you think he would want it to happen again? I don't think that he's necessarily trying to have it happen again. I think he's trying to reverse it. To bring yeah, that part back. To bring that, that part of the city back. Mm-hmm. Possibility. Which is odd because th- that part of the city is so far gone. It's been, what, 10 years? Mm-hmm. You know? But, I mean, I get it. Maybe he feels that doing this will atone for what he did if he was responsible you know, kind of undoing it in a way. Right. And then he would bring a lot back with him, like more people. But then again, you'd also bring more monsters. So who's watching him? Yeah, we don't know who's watching him. Someone from the government. Yeah. Obviously. The P is significant. No, I looked it up because I wasn't sure. It's not Padres, it's uh, Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Of the Caribbean? Yeah, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, so he's mm. a fan. Of, he's a giant app fan. Yeah, exactly. Got it. No, I mean, I think it's just, I don't know. I think maybe government. That's the first thing I think of is, you know, maybe the government's keeping tabs on him. Maybe this is, uh, maybe the government thinks that he d- did have something to do with it, or, um, I don't know. Think about it. We haven't seen the government really influence since issue one when he was begging them to let him, you know, to, to start up the program again. So maybe they're keeping tabs on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So next we get uh, Duncan and Bridget. They're back in their lab, and they're working on some stuff, and Bridget... 
they're they're back to back sitting in chairs and Bridget says, can you hand me that slide? I want to check something. And Duncan doesn't move. And she looks over and she's like, Duncan, can you hear me? And he doesn't respond. And she's like, Duncan. And he goes, he screams, why are you yelling at me? And then she gets up and walks out and he goes, Bridget, what's wrong? I'm getting the impression He's that... He's losing his mind. Yeah, I'm getting the impression that the, mm-hmm. these occurrences are happen more, happening more and more frequently, right? And, and he doesn't uh, even recognize it anymore. Yeah, and now he doesn't even notice. And it's, it's getting to be a, a bit much for her. Do you think that he could be distracted by something that's in his head? Obviously, that's what it is. But I, I specifically mean... You mean physically? This goes back yes. to my prediction... Where I said, not an exorcism, but something along those lines where something is in, like, invading their minds. Interesting. That could be, fear, like, the fear Oblivion the song. Fear the Return. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're carrying something. They're, yeah. they're hosts. Yeah. And Duncan, I think Duncan's a threat. <coughs> I think he will be one. And yeah. I think, uh, I, I foresee this becoming bad. I don't see Duncan lasting too much longer. I think something's, I think he's going to be, if he it is a host type situation or if it is something where he's going to snap and it's going to be bad i think he's gone and it's going to be heartbreaking do you think that he is the it's going to be the call the moment that it's like hey shit hit the fan his head just burst open and something crawled out or he just went crazy and he's no longer the same person like something is going to happen that I don't think it's going to be something physical that like actually erupts from him like alien. I think it's yeah. going to be. Oh, I'm just talking. I'm gonna, I think here. it's going to be something psychological on like a like a crazy kind of like maybe he still has some sort of connection to Oblivion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's a gateway or you something. Think it'll get to the point where he's not he's not in control anymore. It's somebody else in his mm-hmm. head, and Duncan's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something. I forgot what I was going to say. Probably not a bad thing. Hmm. So then Nate and um, Bridget. Yeah, Nate walks up on her crying. Yeah, she and, you know, they they talk a little bit about um, Duncan, but he asks her to drive him out into the wastes. Back into into oblivion. And Um, she says, you're not ready for this. You're still injured. And he's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, but I I really like this part because he's smart. He drove back to the location where he teleported back to. So he knows exactly. So he where knows he's exactly going to where be. he's going and where. Again, it's a very Angstrom Levy from Invincible type thing where all these dimensions are connected, but they're all linear. Like they're all on the same line. Like if you right. leave, the same plane. It's, yeah, it's this place. Like they don't shift in between. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's not like every time that he pops somewhere, he's gonna. Which is very end up somewhere different. If he's on a low, like below sea level in one plane, and he pops into the other one, and he's below ground. Because it can happen when he's above ground too, and he drops. Remember, we've seen you that. You know, that's before. interesting too. Because couldn't he technically teleport into like a building, into a wall, like yeah. fuse into a wall or something mm-hmm. like that? It's why a Nightcrawler doesn't like to jump where he doesn't see. That's he really can scary. Now, though. Hmm? He can now, though. What do you mean? At the end of the movie, he did it. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they talk about. I mean, Nate, you know, suggests very calmly that he goes and sees help. He goes to support groups and. Bridget's talking about Duncan. Yeah, yeah. And Bridget's, you know, saying, "Yeah, we've tried. We've tried a lot of stuff." He's saying, "Keep trying," yeah. because he clearly needs it. I think this is something too. Nate, Nate being a little not pushy, but like saying, "Like, yeah, yeah, so he should go to the groups. He should go to the groups." And it's like maybe he's not seeing just how serious this has become. I like, what I was see, say. like Bridget saying, "Go ahead, go." My question was going to be, do you think Ryan? Because you said that you think that he's. He's, he's going to meet his demise, mm-hmm. yes, eventually. Do you think that that's going to be the shame of this? 
kind of. I think Walking that Dead. I think that he is going to be the bearer of bad news. Nate? I don't know how do to you think. think of it. No. What I'm saying think. is, do you think that he's going to make it past issue six? No, I don't. I think I think next issue four? he's probably gonna. I th- I can see him going around ten though. No, I can see him going almost to ten, but it's gonna happen. Duncan? Yeah. I happen. think he's gonna go a long time. I don't Seriously? think he's gonna die. Yeah. I think he's gonna die next issue because this this comic is like it's going. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's there's it's not really waiting. We're not invested in this group of people yet as much as you know what I mean. Like think of think of you just picked up the first graphic novel or the first soft cover graphic novel and you're reading them all in sync. You know, one do you after like the Duncan? Other. Yeah, I like Duncan. Why? Uh, I like him, but I mean, that's exactly my point. Like, I'm not in, I don't love him like I would love, like, Omni-Man. Or Like, if Omni-Man died in issue four of Invincible, yeah, I don't I don't know I, if I'd care. I like Duncan a lot. He's one of, probably one of my favorites in, in this because he's showing us, like, he's our, like, he's showing us what happens to people. <laughs> like, this is, like, I think he is our, um, I don't know what to, what to call it, but he's he's the one that's showing us what what it's like to all these people that come back. He's our conduit to that. You know what I mean? Like, we don't see that otherwise. If it wasn't for Duncan, oh, everybody comes back fine. Everybody will be fine. You know what I mean? Like, the, those two that, the two, the married couple that uh, Nathan brought back, you know, they're a little shook, but they'll be all right. So like, how much longer do you need to know? I mean, you already know that people that come back aren't fine because of Duncan, right? Yeah. He's established that's that? That's what I mean. That's so now, I don't so think his purpose is... Exactly. Okay, Which is right. why I think it's going to go. I think it, and the only reason why I don't think it'll be in the next two <laughs> issues, Bill, is because I think the next two issues are going to be... The focus a, is going to be on, on Ed and other, Nate. Yeah, yeah. Other I stuff. think it would be more likely that Duncan continues on, but the thing that happens with the next within the next couple issues is Duncan kills Bridget. God, man, I hope that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the bearer of that, and of he's going to freak out, and he's going to lose his mind mm-hmm. because he's going to realize what he did. I, th- I see that happening more than just Duncan dying. And then he kills himself. I don't think so. I think Duncan's going to live a very long then, time. Yeah, and then you know what, TJ? If, you, if you're if that prediction is right, and, ah. he, and he does something to Bridget, this. Think back to Nathan saying, then it sounds like you should piff, piss him off again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to... Yeah. Oh. That's going to... He's going to regret that, saying that. So, that's kind of my prediction. He's going to do something that's... That he... Duncan is going to do something in his crazy mindset yeah. that his normal mindset is going to regret. Yeah. And I think it's going to be him killing Bridget. So, oh. he's back in oblivion. Nathan enters oblivion, uh, and he's walking around. Another page with no dialogue, just showing... Oblivion, um, him crouching down. He puts on a sniper. Right um, by the... I, I like that he pops in right next to the monster from the last one. Is that what he... Yeah. The corpse. That, that was, wasn't it? Yep. So issue three, the he, next on, when they previewed issue four, that was the first time that they showed a preview that wasn't the first page. It was page. like the end of the issue. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was the next page after this that yeah. we're on here. Yeah. Yeah. So when we got to this, I was like, wait, this looks familiar. And then I realized, wow, this is the next time, you know, preview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I like how this shows that all the creatures in Oblivion aren't necessarily mean. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not all very hostile alien, like, monsters. They're just kind of like animals. Yeah, like, I just heard of dog horse things. That's kind of like what Nathan is saying. He's, he doesn't want to yeah. kill any of them well, because I mean, you it's see, their world. Like, they're, so they're he just pops animals. In, he pops in next to the, the monster that, that the guy killed, that Keith killed, and there's a bunch of, like, monsters on it kind of scavenging it, and they're looking at Nate, and he's just kind of standing there, and he just walks by them, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's kind of natural. But So the next page is, is what we had on the next on where... Someone's calling for help. Well, but this is, again, like, so these big monsters are coming down and... and They're gathering. 
they're taking these horse-looking ones, mm-hmm. and he hears someone shout for help, and it's a trap. He's like, "Hello, where, uh, where are you? Hello!" And then he steps into a rope that lifts him up off the ground. Mm-hmm. I like how quickly he cuts it. Yeah, he's two people come from around the corner. And he's like, "We got him!" And then he just cuts it down and he grabs his knife and he's like, "Stay back, get back!" Mm-hmm. And so then this is Maria and her people, and they uh, they punch him a little bit, subdue him, put him on the ground, handcuff him, handcuff him. Yep, and. Uh, He's like Nate's begging with him, like saying, "Hey, I'm not here to hurt anyone. Why would you attack me? What's going on?" And then you know, there's a creature or something that Maria hears, and you know, they tell him to be quiet. This is a the cool creature. Passes. Creature. Yeah, uh, I think one. this is my favorite one so far. Yeah. It just looks so cool. It kind of looks like the ones from before, only like gigantic. No, I think it has a little bit more form than the other ones do. Like this is a really good, clear drawing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just I don't know, it looks scary and big. Yeah. But after the monster passes, um, I like how um, I like how this basically becomes like, oh yeah, this the the eye patch, you know, goon tells him to shut up and everything like that. Maria gives him a hard time, uh, and Nate's on the ground saying, you know, because Maria tells the goon like, hey, we, you know, do you want him to not be able to talk to Ed by the time we get him to him? Stop beating him up, essentially. And Nate's like, wait, did you say Ed? I'm looking for Ed. Listen, I will go with you. Please, just let me go with you. You don't have to tie me up. You don't have to do anything. Just, like, let me t- take, like, let me go with you. I think he might be my brother. Yeah, he says, I think, um, but Ed, I think he might be my brother. And then Maria looks at him and says, wait, are you Nathan? And he looks, like, surprised, and he smiles, and he goes, yes, yes, I am. And that's how it and ends. that's how it ends. So now we know that the Ed that we've seen, that we saw... That was leading those that group of brother. people is his brother. There's no other situation in which... Where she would say, are you Nate? We, we, yeah, or, are you Nathan? W- because how would they know his name if right. it wasn't for Ed being his brother? And the, Like, it's just... Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. It's, it's his I brother. Mean, it's not realistic. I don't think it'll happen, but the only other way would be like, oh, so that's not the real Ed. The real Ed told them about his brother Nathan, and now he's pretending to be Ed. I mean, like, that no, could happen. It's, I, I don't think so. So I here's... So I have a prediction... If I, it's very like exact though. So if I'm wrong, whatever. But if I'm right, you guys are gonna think that I like cheated somehow because it's very exact. But I actually kind of think it's the only thing that I can think of that might make sense. I think Ed maybe lost his memory um, during the transference or during the the event that happened with Nate. How does Maria know who Nate is? I, I I think it's something like he he talks in his sleep. And says Nathan's name in a sleep. Or he has a wallet with a with like a picture of yeah, Nathan I think on that it or something like that. I think that that's how they found out that his name was Ed. Just a wallet. But I bet he like... I just feel like then the story stops. Like, think of all the... the no, because the, he's got to rebuild his relationship with his brother. It's a good... It, it would actually be a good way to like keep the story going in the sense of like... So Ed looks at Nathan and says, so what happened? It's a perfect way for Nathan to tell him that along with telling us what happened. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but it's just, mm-hmm. I can't think of any other reason why Ed wouldn't recognize him. Again, we talked it, about I, that. I like, feel like it, it he was hooded. It, it's, I don't know. Maybe. He might have even had the face mask on. I don't remember in issue one when he saw him. Whether I mean it was far away. I remember us talking about it, that. Yeah, that I mean that I think we we all agreed on where mm-hmm. that it was too far away. Like if you were across the street, Ryan, I like 
I wouldn't necessarily recognize you, especially if you especially had like a cloak. Especially if it had been ten years and there's a and I'm wearing and you can't see my a face. The gas there's mask? no way. Yeah, there's no way. Like he, yeah. Especially how far Ed was away from mm-hmm. Nate. Like he, there's no way. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the uh, next... going back to issue one, his mm-hmm. hood is off. <clears throat> is yeah, it? but he's really far away, dude. Yeah, he's right here. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. He's... Actually, the hood is back up when they see he him. Puts but it they back did. On. But they do. They could have seen him with the hood on. Yeah. Yeah. Still off. super far away. Either so Ryan, way. the next time, what do you got there? Um, these three panels are awesome. The colors. You see this? Yeah, and this gives us a oh, really good pop. indication as to what so, Oblivion's like. Yeah, and I'm expecting next issue to be the adventure. You know, from where they are to Ed, and I foresee next issue ending with Ed meeting Nathan, uh, and that's how that issue ends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but I like I like this the, the third panel in the next on. It just goes to show how far they are. Like it doesn't look like anything we've seen before. It almost looks like they're in a desert. And you can't even see the city. Yeah, that's almost like is, is that what he's looking back for? And I think it's ironic that the first two panels it shows them hiding from a monster eating other monsters, mm-hmm. and then more of them kind of hiking through like this jungle esque cave thing, mm-hmm. and then they're above ground. Yeah. And Maria says, "This way, don't linger. It's not safe up here." Yeah. So they're like above. Oblivion. Like so they're, they're they're inside of like whatever yeah. this growth is because mm-hmm. it's safer. And you can than, be on top of it too. It, but this, it seems like it would be much easier to just travel along the top of whatever it is. But it's not safe up there either. We don't so know what's why. up there exactly. I feel like this Aliens? has given us the <laughs> least. No, I'm serious. Information for the next uh, for the next. Think issue. think about it. So what if what yeah, if no I know what it if they live with else. the wildlife of Oblivion? Like these these are obviously native. It could be the faceless men. Yeah, like what if there, there? What if there's intelligent life on Oblivion that doesn't live in the depths of the jungle? Yeah, it's that like has spaceships the... and stuff. And they any anytime they see somebody, they capture them for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't think it's gonna be aliens. The cover. Of the next... They're all aliens, dude. No, I mean not. intelligent life. I mean like I don't mean like aliens like they came gray from men, another I mean, planet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the cover for the next issue is cool. I like seeing Nathan with the bow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. And the colors. Yep. Good stuff. Good issue. I like that one a lot. Very good issue. I liked it more than three. I actually liked it more than Bill. Just because I win. I I always win. No. (coughs) I I would actually go to say that I I think that this might be my favorite issue. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. I love the first issue. Yeah, but this had so much. It It had had Duncan freaking out. It had... Uh, Nate having whatever the secret device is, it had Keith talk about the faceless men, yeah, and then it, it and then it had the big reveal that it said like so much happened in this issue that then opened up a lot of new things too. First. I think I really loved issue two. I mean, wasn't that one with the the museum? The survivors, yeah. The survivor the, yep. museum you find and, more about the transference yeah, in that one. Yeah, and getting to see all the monsters, seeing like the cars cut in half, and that one ended with. Um, Keith saying, you know, are you a human? And just like that, that just opened, that just kicked open the door. I love that issue. So, yeah. I suppose you're right. <sighs> so, I have a prediction, kind of. Yeah? But I don't know if I... I don't know if I agree with the prediction, you're but I feel like... That you made? Yes. Okay. So, it's a thought that crossed my mind. Um, however, if I do not... I don't know if I agree with it, but if I don't bring it up and it ends up being... You're gonna regret real, it. I'm gonna regret it. Okay. So I'm going to 
I'm just. Going I didn't to do understand like a anything that you just said, page. TJ. It's all right. Just go for it. I have, I, ha- it. I have a thought. I'm not necessarily claiming it or saying like I. It's, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so on the. Oh, I gotta bring this up. So on the page one of the first issue, we get, uh, you know, Nathan standing on a hill or like a growth, you know, looking out. The variant cover is the opposite side of that with his mask on. Yeah. Um, one moment. Okay. You guys talk amongst yourself. So, yeah. Bill, how are your ears? As of right now? Yeah. Uh, the same. I can't hear anything. It's just numbing. Like, I mean, do we have to talk louder? Are you hearing it all right? I can hear. You know what? I described it as somebody. Do you ever watch those, um, like, the videos of the isolated, like, vocals? Like of music, like Freddie oh, Mercury, yeah, 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 where they yeah. isolate his oh, vocals yeah, out of yeah. everything. Okay, that's kind of what it's like. So wow. I don't hear, I hear no ambient noise whatsoever. Really? So like, if you stop talking, I hear nothing. Really? At you all? You don't hear TJ's air conditioner? No. Wow. No, I hear nothing. I don't hear. If I'm sitting on my front porch, I hear no traffic. I hear nothing what? until like someone comes up and talks to me, dude. It's I'm I'm literally worried that I'm not gonna get my hearing back. It should. No, it'll be yeah. all right. I've returned. All right, TJ. TJ I've returned has with my the, statue. Has the statue here. Uh, so, and obviously the statue is the, the issue one, obviously it's the, you know, uh, him standing on the same growth and everything. Uh, we've talked about the possibility of Nathan dying, you know, soon early on, because that would, that would be a a crazy thing to happen so early on, like the main character dying. Uh, however, the issue one has to be synonymous to the entire series and they're already on like issue 30 to have Nathan on the cover and him die like in issue six or whatever or whatever uh i don't know i i don't think it would fit well so i was looking at the statue and one thing that i noticed is and i could be completely wrong but nathan has no facial hair but when you take off the mask he clearly has a goatee is this nathan could it not be nathan i mean in the first issue it shows him wearing all red he's got the mask but he's wearing all red in the actual issue okay so what we're getting at here is the statue of Nathan has a goatee. Nowhere else in this comic does he have a goatee? He's got some scruff here and there, but never like this. Never. He has no facial hair. Ed does. He has um. He's got some scruff here and there, but it's ne- it's not. Yeah, but that doesn't here. look like Ed. I mean, if you look at issue <coughs> one, he's got all red. Like he's wearing the same kind of armor. Like he's got the the med pack there and everything like that, but it's different. All right, so I'm just going to go to the last page. Mm -hmm. So he has the beginning of what I would say is a goatee or a beard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not like like that. Another. But that's like like a thick goatee there. Yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, who's to say that he's not going to be stranded in oblivion for a long time? Yeah. I think that is going to happen. All right, here's the thing. Just something I'm throwing out there. It's a cool theory. I don't think so, though. I think the model, it's just, there's a lot that goes into modeling these things. And not only that, but he has the scar on his right cheek. Hmm. It's got to be Nathan. So it's a fun theory, and it'd be cool to sneak that in there, but I, I don't see it. All right. I just thought it's I'd throw it out there. Just I really case. wish that you wouldn't have embarrassed yourself with that prediction. Too, I have to bring no, it up. No, that is fun. That is cool. Because, I Can mean, you imagine? for nothing else, we know that he's going to grow a goatee because of the, the, the statue. That's I mean, true. We yeah. didn't know that before. But if he had died, and then, like, Ed took all his shit or something like that, and then he became the main character, 
and I didn't say anything, I would have regretted that. Because mm-hmm. then you could have been like, been oh, like, I totally I knew, saw that coming. I knew, yeah. And then you got to have been like, no, you fucking didn't, TJ. You're fucking stupid. Not have been like, no. And then we would have not have been friends anymore, and there would be no more of the Oblivion podcast. So two, podcast. two more issues complete the first trade, right? Correct. That's exciting. That's so exciting. we have some emails. We do have some emails. Oh, I forgot about emails. All right, who's going first? All right, so I'll read the first one. All right. Hey, Bill. Read the first one. Okay, TJ. Uh, I'll read the one from our friend Bo Patton. Bo Patton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, hey, guys. So I just finished issue four and thought I'd share some thoughts on the issue and series as a whole thus far. Parentheses, I don't have the trade paperback, by the way. It's nice to know that someone yes. else out there in the whole world doesn't have it <laughs> other than us. It's just us four. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm not going to lie. I haven't really been digging the book so far. I haven't really lot latched onto any of the characters, and up until this issue, I just really haven't cared or been blown away by any of the cliffhangers. Overall, just kind of boring. As I was reading the first thir- three-fourths of this issue, I'd all but made my mind up to drop it, but this cl- cliffhanger really reeled me in. I know Kirkman books tend to have a bit of a slow build, and I know what I've what I'd have missed if I dropped Invincible at issue four. Mm. But it's on thin ice, haha. I'm just curious, if this book was written by someone other than Kirkman, I asked the same question after issue one. I remember that. Ask yep. the question. Uh, do you guys think you would be enjoying it enough to do a podcast on it? That's what I've been asking myself while reading it. I'm, I am buying these because of the name on the cover or because I'm actually enjoying it. Anyways, can't wait to hear you guys, your guys' thoughts on the subject and y'all have definitely made the book more enjoyable so keep it up until next time love Bo. may i answer this question because i love that question and i feel like i mean we're we're at we just read issue four we're four issues in if kirkman was not on the cover and it was just somebody else uh definitely not i don't for me anyways yeah we talked about that we would not be doing a podcast but we're doing the podcast based off of the trust that we have in Kirkman's writing. Mm-hmm. We love his writing. We, we, he, you know, Walking Dead, Invincible, they're all amazing. So we feel like this has to be amazing too. So we wanted to mm-hmm. kind of get in there, especially after already doing the Invincible podcast. We just like getting together. And That being said, we are, we are honest. Uh, none of us are caught up on the Walking Dead comic right now. In mm-hmm. fact, I was just at the comic shop earlier today and I picked up like, I think three or four issues. Like I'm a little behind on it. Um, we, we, we will be honest. I mean, we'll say if we're not feeling it, mm-hmm. you know, that's always how it is. Um, we said that issue three was a little slow to us. I mean, this one, I, I think we all, I mean, we already talked about how much we liked it. Um, I agree with TJ though. We, we trust Kirkman. We trust his writing style. We enjoy his writing style. It's the same reason, um, uh, when, uh, Christopher Nolan is announced to be directing a new movie. We don't really need to know much about what the movie's about, and we kind of have an expectation, and we know, yeah, we're probably. That's a see really it. great example. Thank you, hmm. but yeah, that's kind of what it's like. So, except Interstellar was, ugh. But no, but you saw it. Good, I didn't see it. And it has its moments. It definitely has its moments. There's some amazing scenes in that. But overall, I agree, Interstellar. Mm-hmm. But it was not his best. It was. It didn't meet your your Christopher Nolan expectations. But I thought it was a very good movie. Yeah, I, and, I really and you can't it. say it didn't feel like Christopher Nolan because it absolutely did. Oh, it did. It did. Yeah. So, um. So to his other part of the question, would we have done a podcast if it wasn't Kirkman? No. No, probably no. not. Yeah, no, we absolutely wouldn't have. No, we wouldn't. I wouldn't have. even picked it up. Um, I would have, I think Ryan and I both would have 
Reddit just because I mean. But there's and, a t- and, and but here's the thing. There's there there are literally hundreds of science fiction and and not only that books out there right now. So, so the stars kind of aligned because Oblivion Song was announced and it kind of picked up when Invincible ended. So it worked out for us. So we're like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. It was the first thing that he had been writing in like the, his first new comic in like three years. We're like, all right, that's cool. We knew that it was coming out with a trade right away. Like they were confident in it. So it's like, all right, there's that too. So we have a, we had a good feeling that this was going to be something that lasted. Like, for example, today at the comic shop, Stellar came out. It's uh, written by Joe Keating. I can never pronounce the last name. Keating. Anyways, he did Tech Jacket. The, the, the official Tech Jacket series that ran yeah. uh, towards the end of Tech Jacket. And it looks uh, cool. And it's it was created by Robert Kirkman. It's a Skybound comic and everything like that. It it's looks awesome. Of, it looks it was of, one of the pilots. Yeah, it's kind of... Um, uh, it's sci-fi. It's Tech jacket It's kind of cool. So I haven't read it yet. I just picked it up today, but... So it's created by Robert Kirkman? Created by Robert yeah. Kirkman. Written by the guy who did Tech Jacket. Like, awesome. The, right? It's a, it looks really cool. cool. It does look But really it's one of those cool. things that it's like, it just, we could have done a podcast about that, but there was things about this one that, you know, jumped out at it us. It just felt right. It, had, it just it had felt right, yeah. Not only right, that. And it, it was a topic that we really liked too. It's a cool sounding topic. So. I mean, I mean, <laughs> like, like we said, we wouldn't have done this if it wasn't, if Kirkman wasn't on the name, not the podcast anyways, but I feel like we still would have read it. Um, honestly, I feel like I would have read it just because it has, not that it is post-apocalyptic, but it has that feel of a that mm-hmm. feel of being post-apocalyptic. Um, and I feel like I, I love stuff like that. Like, I love zombie books. I know, uh, Bill, you're the same. You, Ryan, you're, you like, you read it. We all read kind of the same stuff. Um, we love post-apocalyptic. My favorite book of all time is The Road. Such a good book. Mm-hmm. Um, that's post-apocalyptic. So I, I would, I think I would have definitely read this. And, sure. and you know what? I, I, I'm not even, like, mad or holding it against Bo for feeling that way. About a comic, especially Robert Kirkman comic, because no, he, he is right. It's not. a slow burn. Yeah. And it, it takes is. a while. And that's what I meant in the beginning of this podcast when we started to talk about the issue finally, where I yeah. said, I finally kind of see where the vibe is going. Yeah. Because we still I don't think, know what yeah. this comic's going to be. Yeah. And Bo, knowing, knowing that you picked it up because it had Kirkman's name on it, and you even said it yourself, I think you, I think you owe it to yourself to at least read till the end of the first trade. You know, that's the one everybody's talking about saying that that changes the game. Um, I would stick with it at least till that point. If that if that doesn't hook you or an issue after that doesn't really hook you, then, you know, don't read it. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, like you don't have to do anything. You don't Here's want. what I'm going to say right now. And this might upset some people. Say it. Okay. If this comic were to be canceled right now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be heartbroken. I would. Like, I wouldn't be like, like, so many like oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? But... I feel that was before this issue, but now I kind I kind of would be. Yeah. Like I feel I feel like Bo was not crazy to feel the way he did until this no, issue. No, that's what I mean. And then he even said that. Questions. Like I I agree. It's just it was still early, but as it goes on, we're gonna get more invested, and that's how yeah. it goes. So we actually got, have one more email, right? Right. Well, I've got, got one. Two more. I've got oh, one okay. from uh, from our friend Jordan. Jordan says, Jordan Gilbert. Yeah. Oh, he gave he left us the iTunes review. Yep. What a fucking guy you know he says man shit is really starting to kick up in this story we got talks of faceless men a look into keith's history duncan going ape shit and some weird mofo creeping on nate on earth i just want to say they really kicked the shit out of nate lol Loved the giant monster on the third to last page and loved how yes. awesome nate looked when he found out about his brother yes my prediction is that ed will not want to come back to earth who or what do you guys think are the faceless men that's all i have love jordan 
The faceless men well, are the intelligent species. I love out of the idea that that is what they are. I love mm-hmm. the idea that they are creatures that maybe sh- shape shift or something that are native to Oblivion. They are the hum- if if the creatures of Oblivion and if Oblivion, what we've seen so far, is like the jungle, mm-hmm. like the rainforest, then the faceless men are the humans. Yeah, that'd be cool. TJ, yeah. what you got? Uh, I have another email which I'll get to, but there was one other thing that I wanted to. To say, and, and I, I completely forgot about it until you guys just said that. So I'm Get your shit together, it. TJ. I'm trying to find it now because uh, our friend Ben. Oi, Ben! Oi, Oi, Ben. Hey there, From ben. the uh, Nerds Chatting Podcast. Uh, yes. Uh, so, he says, speculation, people who have gone full Duncan and given themselves to oblivion. Mm. That's who thinks. The people that are, cr- like... Duncan crazy that just like hand, like yep. accept oblivion for what it is and just like those yeah. are the faceless men. That's what he thinks. That's I mean we turning kinda... it turning into oblivion monsters question mark. He's asking us. I don't think that that's us, like, that's necessarily crazy because we see how the fungus or whatever it is can kind of take over and grow. But that I mean, if Duncan were classified as a faith a faceless man, or one of the faceless men. I, I feel like then Maria, who's been living there for a decade, wouldn't know. This mm-hmm. I, they, She doesn't believe that they're real, whatever they are. Yeah, you're right. So obviously it's someone that, and they or something that has not been seen And they live in the deep jungle. A lot. Which means they're intelligent, you'd like to think, or very rare. They have to be intelligent if they're hiding. Yeah. If, they're, if they don't let themselves be seen, hmm. except to, <coughs> excuse me, kill yeah. or kidnap. They, I mean, we don't know what happened to That's Keith's cool. That's cool. wife or daughter. Yeah. Were they taken? Are they missing? Or were they killed and murdered and we saw their dead bodies? Yeah. Imagine Man, I fucking love this idea. Mm-hmm. What movie? What did you say? Imagine the possibilities. I don't know. What is it? Cable guy. Oh, man. Oh, there's no end oh. to the possibilities. Oh, Billy. Oh, jeez. Oh, Billy. I always say when when he's like, something's on Fasala and I like. <laughs> correctional Fasala. <laughs> yeah, correctional Fasala and I like. <laughs> Uh, Wyatt Bridges emailed us just under the gun too, like right as right before we started <laughs> Wait, recording. Wyatt Bridges. Wyatt Bridges. Wow. Who's, who's Wyatt Bridges, Bill? Wyatt. Yeah. He is the guy who wrote our theme song. Yeah. yeah. And he sat down. It. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna do something like do he, do 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 do, and he, then I'm gonna add like a. And it became fucking. He's doing like. Uh, I believe this is correct, like a challenge to himself where he releases one new song every month, and they're really good. Like, I've been keeping up on them. The mm-hmm. most recent one is awesome. It is very good. I heard it, too. It's good stuff. Yeah. Check him out. White Lane, SoundCloud. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I really enjoyed this issue. Once again, the art was phenomenal. The last page is probably my favorite of the series so far. The emotion on Nathan's face was so clear and beautiful. Obviously, one of the biggest mysteries to spring out of this issue is the idea that the faceless men that are mentioned by man by the man from the last issue here's my theory what if there is a group of people like Nathan who are going into oblivion without government approval only they aren't going there to save people but to kill people we've seen people protesting the return of the ones who were taken so what if there's a sort of cult like a cult like group that is sending people over to kill them so that they can't be brought back. 
Maybe they wear gas masks and helmets that cover their faces. Maybe they came and killed this man's family, meaning Keith, disappeared back into our dimension, and then left him at the scene, making him appear to be the one who murdered them. This is obviously just wild specula speculation, but I think it would be cool to have a group that acts as sort of an adversary to Nathan's group. Overall, I feel like these first four issues have really delivered. I'm really excited to read the next couple of issues to see how Ed reacts to Nathan so we can learn more about their relationship. I'm also really excited to see how this first six issue arc ends. Love, Wyatt. P.S. Both podcasts have been really great lately. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Wyatt. So I have thoughts. So go ahead, Ryan. You sure? I have yeah, doubts. I love that idea. I oh, love sister. The idea of, I love the idea of it being like having the adversary, the, the opposite, the yin and yang to Nathan and what he's doing. But I don't see it really making a whole lot of sense right now in the story. Because if, this group, if there's a group of people that don't want people to come back, there's really only one guy, as far as we know of, Nathan, going in there to bring people back. Like, the difference, I mean, what's the difference between spending, risking your own life to go in there and kill people just so there's a chance that one guy that's having a hard time bringing people back finds them? You know what I mean? Like, just leave them there to die. Take out Nathan. If you're a murderer... Kill the one oh, guy that's yeah. able to bring well, people Well, what about, back. what if that's the guy who's watching me? Exactly. So there's that. So mm. I like the idea, what Wyatt's saying, oh, of maybe, maybe the government, like back when it was, you know, a full-on production of people going over. You got to think, there was probably squads of people. We saw that in issue two. Squads of people that go over there. Maybe one of them went rogue and he's, you know, going crazy and killing people. Mm. Over there. And there is that adversary that who keeps going back and forth, but he's doing it for some other reason. I don't know. What if Ed has the same technology that Nate does and he's not telling so it's kind of like how Jordan's saying that he doesn't think uh, the opposite of what Jordan's saying Jordan was saying that he doesn't think Ed will want to go back what if Ed has been going back and forth yeah what if Ed has been going back and forth and not without Nate? the people that know him like without them knowing mm -hmm. you know what I mean but what if he goes back and gets supplies or like goes and maybe maybe that's the guy who is spying on Nate I don't. Oh, wouldn't that be fucking crazy? Hmm. I don't think that that's what's happening. But I do. It does raise the question that I just thought of: of why is Ed like the leader of this group? What makes him the leader? Is he just like a, a Rick kind of character where he just kind of like takes charge, or is there like does he have something? Or does he know more about the, Oblivion? He right. knows more about the transference than, than we, other people yeah. because he was a part of the project. I feel like that's so obvious. Now. He definitely was. I think that whatever. Um, Whatever happened between Nathan and his brother happened after the transference. We talked about this before. <gasps> that happened after the transference, and he lost him, like, in... He was a part of the group that went in. All right, Bill, what do you okay. got? We all agree that Nate has a very weird kind of don't-kill-these-animals-they're-just-animals kind of know? relationship mm -hmm. with Oblivion, right? Mm-hmm. He sits on the building, eats a sandwich. He's very comfortable in Oblivion. Granted, he's been going there to try and rescue people. What What if he and Ed discovered this? What if he and Ed are faceless men that came to Earth 30 years ago? But and they're no, trying now to you're back? getting crazy. Now you're getting crazy. <laughs> no, but what if what if he and Nate, what if Nate and Ed discovered this other dimension yeah. by trying to create a window or a door? Because mm -hmm, they're and, scientists, and they would go by themselves into Oblivion. But the door ended up being. 
a massive a no but let's team. say they've been doing it for years or two years mm. like they go there kind of like you know mm-hmm. bring back these elements that yeah. they found working for the government and then poof yeah. they, they try to make a bigger door so more people can come through or something the government and it's a it huge up, fucking and the government know. and the government covered it up saying they don't know oh, why oh man i just figured it out because of your three new elements thing on the mug i'm telling you those three elements man they're gonna come back We'll see. U U B U U U and U U N or whatever it Lots is. Lots of questions. So many questions. Too many questions. All right. Well, questions. so what movie? What movie? What oh, you do? Uh, uh, Batman Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Also Jim Carrey. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Him at Jim the end, right? And he killed a guy named Ed. Weird. He did. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know? Hey, you know what we're missing right now? Enigma. Hmm. The Incredibles two premiere. Oh, is that happening now? That comes out tonight. Yep. Aren't we going to the drive-in to see it? This I don't know. We could. We could. I don't like. The, I don't the like plan. the drive-in because it makes me mad when like people ruin it. I don't want to. I don't like seeing movies that I really care about at the drive-in. I agree because the sound isn't right. I want it to be dark. I like. You want to be able to watch the movie, not like worry about this person's like fucking watching, car horn going off. It's like off. watching a movie that you really that you're really excited about on a really small TV far away with the lights on, and the person you want to watch it with is on their phone. That's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, are you referencing something? No, I'm just no. saying. I, I just appreciate the that. Movie sounds going terrible. Experience. That sounds terrible. I don't want that. <laughs> but not... but I do love going to the drive-in. Like, yeah. it's just you know fun, goofy movies like random comedies, kids movies. It doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I saw Avengers: Infinity War, the guy that was sitting right next to me, it was the first Marvel movie he had ever seen. Oh my god! And he sat next to his girlfriend, who was like, I guess, a big Marvel movie fan. And the entire time, he was like, "What is this happening? What's going on here?" They talked throughout the whole fucking movie. Oh. Wow, that's terrible. I still enjoyed it very much, though. Did you and me go see A Quiet Place together? Yes, we did. Remember how we were worried that people were going to ruin it, and, yeah. ev- and it was a I full theater, and everybody was it super was quiet. Fucking it was great. Silent. Yeah. It was great. Such it was exactly what you'd expect. If you went to the drive-in now, you'd hear <laughs> like little kids and stuff like that. The, the, yeah. the other movie let out, and they drive out. You know, a lot of places, and I'm sure you know this because it plays before every drive-in movie. A lot of places in the world, it's the country, don't have drive-in theaters anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ours is one of the it's last really, ones they in said the that, world. Uh, didn't they yeah. say and there's ours, only, ours, like, less than 100 left? Yeah. Our, our drive-in theater has, like, five screens. Like, it's yeah. really popular. It's a thriving. It's a, it's a They're open one, yeah. every day. Yeah. It's really cool. All right. That does it. Next issue comes out uh, July 11th. Next uh, podcast will be July 15th. Yep. Issue five. Issue We are two five. away do you understand that at the end of issue five, there's a preview for issue six? And that'll be it. And then we'll be opening that package open over the there. package. It's exciting. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Remember, you can uh, email us at the Oblivion Song Podcast at gmail.com. Do it. Do it now. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, bye.